and welcome to Avio's Journey Podcast. My name is Anthony Pika. This show, this one right here, is all about helping the new and upcoming voiceover artists grow their business. Sidestep all the crazy things that I seem to step on. I've got a great episode for you today. I've been trying out something new because of everything that's going on, and that is trying to take some of the work you know that I'm doing with my YouTube videos, which people have been asking me to do for a long time, and then making them available through the podcast so they can hear them because not everybody likes to listen to or watch videos, but they like to listen to podcasts. So um, this is my latest uh, episode uh, on um, you know the the raising your prices. So we're going to talk about when the right time is to raise your prices on Fiverr and all of that jazz. So I hope you enjoy it. And uh, as always, you all are amazing. And I will talk to you soon. Oh, and just remember, make sure you check out the link below to give out to VO's Journey Elite Academy a shot. Uh, We have 50% off the first month. We'd love to have you. All right, let's do it. This is VO's Journey. With your host, the incomparable Anthony Pika. I wanted to do a show today uh, about when you know to raise your prices on Fiverr. Um, you know, we have a wonderful Facebook group of Vio's Journey. And, uh, of course, and, and a wonderful academy, of Vio's Journey Lead Academy. And, and we get a lot of questions about... When do I raise my prices on Fiverr, right? You know, what? when is the right time? Because the whole idea is when you get started on a website like Fiverr, right, you're going to join primarily because you're brand new or you're trying to get work. So you might start at a lower price point, but that's not where we want to stay. We want to raise our prices steadily, all right, to get back up closer to more of an industry standard. But we use those prices in the beginning as a marketing tool in order to get us uh, people to take a chance on us when we haven't, you know, had any experience yet or any reviews or or uh, any any jobs under our belt. So I wanted to take this video today and kind of talk to you about my thoughts about when you should raise your prices on Fiverr, um, and and uh, hopefully it will help you make that decision. So real quick, before we get started, make sure you check out the link below to Avio's Journey Elite Academy. We're offering 50% off the first month for you to give us a shot. We've got a wonderful community there, lots and lots of learning to start and grow your voiceover business, live classes every single week with our coaches, and uh, also we have our, our online casting agency right now through Academy Voices. So a lot of amazing stuff going on. We'd love to have you. So check that out. And also hit that like and subscribe button if you can. Um, All right. So let's dive into this uh, question about Fiverr and when to raise your prices. Okay. So I have a couple of different opinions, <laughs> you know, that I've always had. I've, I've kept the same because they've worked and I've taught a lot of people um, these methods. And First and foremost, just as always, no matter what, this is your business. It's no one else's business, which means that, you know, uh, uh, in my opinion, because these are my opinions, in my humble opinion, you know, you are the business owner. So your job as a business owner is to take in information from different sources, synthesize that information, right, and make the decision then to create what you want for your business and to accomplish your goals. So again, first and foremost, you make your decisions 
All right. In the end, what that works best for you, that what helps you get business and also helps you sleep at night. Okay. So that is, again, your choice. That's the first thing. All right. That's our, like our disclaimer. <laughs> okay. So the second thing is let's talk about the actual pricing structure. A lot of people who start working on Fiverr, right, begin charging five or ten dollars for 100, 150 words. And the whole goal of this, this idea, right, is to, again, market, you know, use a marketing tactic through pricing to get people to take a chance on you, right? Um, And that's why, you know, a lot of people start off at that price point. Because they have no work under their belt or they have no reviews. They have no uh, jobs yet. So they need to give somebody an incentive out of the, the, the ocean of voice actors that are everywhere, right, to take a chance. But as we go along, the idea is, is that we're not going to stay at that price point, okay? You know, it's very difficult, near impossible to make a, a living or a career at that price point. All right. Um, But the idea is to get going, but not to stay there. Okay. Um, Now, what are the first kind of things you want to look at when raising your prices? So for me, how I did it personally, and then I'll give you some other tips of other ways that I know other people have done it. But the way I looked at it was this. I want and and I, I got this from my theater background and when I was directing and producing plays. All right. Um, I'll never forget this. I I remember I was putting on a play and, you know, we had, um, you know, the audience was kind of like half full uh, in, in, in the theater. And I was like, well, we need to put on, we need to add more days to the run to get more people. (laughs) <laughs> and I'll, never remember, I'll never forget this. My wife, my wife said to me, she's like, uh, what she said, she said something like, um, why add, you know, like if you can't sell out one day, you know, why do you think adding more days is going to, you know, is going to be worth it? <laughs> right. You know, like if you're not selling enough tickets on one day, why do you think adding more days is really the problem? Okay. Um, now you, you know, you, of course you, you can make comments about availability and stuff, but, but the, the overall point about this was that, you know, it, it's not time to add more, right. When you're not even filling up what you currently have. So, I started to live by the idea that I wasn't going to raise my prices until I was so busy, right, that I couldn't do any more work at that price point. And, you know, there's there's something simple for that, right? It's it's supply and demand. It's economics, right? When the demand is so high and the supply is low, the only way to mitigate that is to be able to raise your prices, okay? Um, and, you know, that is how I raised my prices was when I was, I, when I started out um, a, a while ago on Fiverr, many, many years ago, and I was charging five, $10. I think I was making like, um, I was charging $5 for hundred or 150 words. I was making like two or $3,000 a month. And it was a lot, <laughs> so much, so much work. Right. Uh, you know, and uh, I had, to, it was time to raise my prices, right. Cause I couldn't do anymore and I couldn't see a way forward at that, at, at, you know, like being able to make more than that, because I was just, there was no more time in the day, literally, there was no more hours in the day left. 
Um, now I was working my full-time job also at that time, but still there was no more, I mean, with the job and there was no more time. So how was I going to make more and how was I going to leave my job if I couldn't make more, that price point just wasn't going to work. So I started to raise my prices. And what I found is at that time, raising my prices from my five to $10, 10 to $15, 15 to 20 to 25 to 30 to 35 and so far up and up as I've gone now, uh, over the years that, you know, business kept coming in. Right. And then I might get to a price point where business slowed. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to stay at this price point for a while and see, you know, how this picks up and everything. And the same thing happens over time, you know, raising your prices and stuff. And now, again, we're just talking about Fiverr. But the supply and demand um, idea on Fiverr is very real because there is a lot of demand because Fiverr spends a lot of money on marketing. I mean, a lot of money, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions millions of dollars a month, right, on marketing. Um, And so, you know, that's something that uh, I used to raise my prices. And I still use it today when I'm super busy or whatever. I raise my prices, right, to a point where, you know, I can work with people who can work with you. Now, I might have – now, here's a little tip on a side note on this one. Um, is that I do have customers who might not be, they might be at a lower price point, but they've been with me for years, right? And and I've decided to kind of grandfather them in, right, to work with them continuously, you know, at the price point that we had because they've been such good customers. But, you know, you know that, that's your decision as a business owner. Do you want to keep, you know, do you want to do something like that? So that's one way to look at when the time comes to raise your pricing. Another way is hitting milestones, right? Like, for example, becoming a level one seller or a level two seller or a top rated seller or uh, getting to 100 orders. I mean, I've seen all sorts of, you know, different types of, you know, methods for raising your prices and when the time is right. Um you know, it really that boil again, that boils down to and if you think about it, that still is you growing. You know what I'm saying? Or, for example, maybe you got new equipment, right? Maybe you got a new microphone. You got a better studio. You've upgraded your stuff. It's not a bad time to raise your prices, okay? But I, but I always say that, you know, remember, this is one of those situations where, you know, you need to be able to bring in the work, at least my opinion. You need to be able to bring in the work. You need to be able to get the work before you're going to start raising your prices, now, setting your price limit, again, that's up to you. You don't have to start at $5, right? I mean, to me, it's an arbitrary number, right? Because it's not where we're going, okay? It's just where we are right now to get started. But you could start at $150 if you want. I mean, it's really up to you, right? It really is your business. And yes, five, you can charge whatever you want on Fiverr, okay? Um, now, I will do, I will caution you in the sense about just Fiverr. Right. Because, you know, I've, I've used this kind of adage when in Rome kind of idea. But the reality is, is the people who are coming to Fiverr. All right. Mostly now Fiverr's doing a, a massive job of marketing outside of that. Right. And really trying to grow. And they've been doing that for years. Right. Really trying to grow wider clientele. And, you know, they're not trying to shed their name Fiverr, but, you know, they're stuck with that name. <laughs> and I think they really want to go beyond that. But the, but the point I'm trying to make to you is most of the people who are coming to Fiverr are looking for some sort of discount, 
right uh, service. So you have to take that in consideration that when you are doing your pricing, if you go there, you're like, well, I'm not going to charge anything less than this because you know that's what I'm worth and everything. And, and you guys know how I feel about that. You know, I don't like to pri- I don't like to to put a price tag on any of our worths because I think everybody's worth is more than you could charge ever. All right. Um, I do think your business, right, and your business name, right, the entity that you've created does have some value, all right, as you grow it. So, like, to me, that's what I I feel when people are saying that they're really talking about their business value Uh, because I could never put a price on how valuable you are, about valuable, you know, um, I am. It's just it's incalculable. Um, So I don't I don't like to use that term, but. Pushing ahead with that, I do like to think that, you know, you have to say, well, the people on Fiverr are only going to, you know, people that are coming there are going to want to spend XYZ. That's why the sweet spot on Fiverr, that typically you see the super sellers. So you have like a, a zero, level one, level two, and a top rated seller. You also have Fiverr Pro, but they don't have a ranking for this, but the internal circle of sellers. They, uh, who sell over, you know, four or five, six hundred voiceovers a month? They kind of call them super sellers. They have their own community, right? And <clears throat> it's just a community between voice actors. And you know, those are those are voice actors who are doing a lot of voiceovers. I mean, a lot. And I find that the sweet spot there, right, is between ten and twenty dollars. And those are the people who are making. You know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a month. Um, again, it's a lot of work. However, those people have found a way, right? To uh, you know, have a they have a work day. They put it in. I know a lot of them have assistants, right, who help them. Um, but a lot of them just, you know, they 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 log on, they do their thing during working hours, and then they during off hours they turn on their phone and they don't take any any messages so they have a live and they get back the next day and do it and they found a way to make that work for them right but a lot of us aren't going to get to that super seller status we still can get to a a, a nice selling status on fiverr but but what i'm trying to make to you is is that that's a sweet spot i find on fiverr now me right i'm charged like my current price is 150 dollars Right for just the start of a hundred hundred fifty words, right, and that doesn't include uh, usage, uh, doesn't include um, runtime or the mediums in which you know you're going to show it. I mean, I my pricing has completely evolved. You know what I mean? Or buyout, right? I mean, my prices have completely evolved and changed over years of this to where I feel like I'm comfortable with what I'm doing now and I like what I'm doing. But it's not how I started. And I, I, I've risen my prices accordingly, all right? Um, so again, you don't have to end or you don't have to end where you start, for one. And two, you know, I've always grown my work or my, my, I've always raised my prices when I was too busy to handle all the work. Right. That was when I was timed or I decided or I made another decision that I was going to charge X, Y, Z. All right. Because that's what I was doing right now. Now, I will say this. And this is a challenge that I've run into. And quite honestly, it's it's a valid argument is it's it is difficult because I, I learned this lesson. I was um, many years ago when I first started, I had received a email from someone looking to do uh, wanting a voiceover and. They did not tell me, 
anything other than they were looking for a price for voiceover. So, and they gave me the script. Well, you know, I was on Fiverr and I was charging $5 at the time or whatever for 100 words, 150 words. And, but I was like, well, I'm not on Fiverr, so I'm going to char, I'm going to go to the GVAA rate guide, right? And I'm going to quote them from what the rate guide says because I'm not on Fiverr. And I'll never forget they came back and they were like, uh, oh, it's such a mean email because they were they were so mad. They're like, you're such a hypocrite. You're charging X, Y, Z on this this place. And, you know, so they had apparently found me on Fiverr and then found me off of Fiverr and emailed me because they didn't want to pay for extra. You know, they, they didn't want to work on Fiverr. They wanted to work through um, other means. And I learned the lesson at that point, you know, that wherever whatever I charge one place, I better charge it everywhere. Okay, unless I was on a platform that forced me to charge something else. Does that make sense? You know, because a place like, like for example, the Voice Realm, you know, they may, they have a they have a set fee that you have to charge. They charge no matter what. Same with Voquin. Same with a lot of these other places. They have their own fee structure that you're on there. You deal with their fee structure. But I learned that, so it led down a path where I realized that I I did become for a period of time over reliant upon websites like Fiverr. Okay, because I realized that I didn't feel comfortable marketing my services at that price point. You know what I mean? And and that was and and that was a challenge that I ran into. But you know, again, I, fe- I over time I realized again, we are growing and we're starting a business from scratch. We're trying to get people to notice us, to give us a chance. So you know, I forget my grandfather uh, when he. He he opened a lot of businesses, um, and you know he's from that Depre- Great Depression era, you know, and they just he just knew how to do it right. I mean, he he would open a business, and what he would do for the first few months um, is he would just give away stuff, you know, like he would give away stuff or he'd give steep discounts to get people interested in what he was doing, liking the quality of the product that he had, and also right get gaining trust building goodwill um and you know he would do that and it worked every single time right i mean it worked every single time um and he never had a problem changing his prices back or 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 moving them back to where they needed to be but the idea was of starting out you know you've got to give people incentive but it's not where you want to stay Okay, so remember that. I don't think people, I don't think we often talk about that with our pricing, especially on Fiverr, is where we start is not where we want to stay. Okay, so that's an important, to me, that's an important, um, uh, that's an important point. <laughs> so anyway, so those, are the, so, so those are some of the tips and the reasons behind, or at least some of the things I've done, but also some tips on when you know to raise your prices. If you are looking at your stuff and you're like, man, I'm not getting anything. Okay, and I'm charging the least amount, and you might be, uh, you might feel like you want to do other things. So the price point themselves is one thing, but then charging more, like, or I mean, like doing other things, like raising your your word count. Okay, that's one thing that you can raise how many words you sell. Uh, you can also change your commercial rights or your broadcast rights, or you can change all those pricings. You can change how much you charge after the first. Right, 100, 150 words, 200 words, 500, whatever you are doing, offering, right, then you can change that to the next one. And I think that, you know, those are also very viable tools as well. But in the end, I'm, I'm just, and again, this is just one, one, one person's opinion. In the end, 
I always view it on supply and demand. Okay, I always view it on supply and demand. If I'm not busy enough to raise my prices, you know, why would people pay more for something that they're not willing to pay less for? All right. So have I created enough value? Now, you know, there, there's you, and this is just for, we're just talking about Fiverr and that platform. You know what I mean? Um, there's so many other platforms out there, but just Fiverr and that platform. So I, I hope this has helped. Uh, real quick on a side note, I do want to mention about um, when it comes to offering commercial rights, broadcast rights, I see a lot of people building in commercial rights and broadcast rights into their pricing so that they don't have to, uh, argue with people about it or, or try, because remember a lot of people who come to Fiverr, A, they really don't know how we charge, you know what I mean? Voice or B, they're just looking for a flat fee that doesn't have all these other fees. They're not, they, you know, they, they don't, they don't understand royalties, rights, um, you know, the, the ownership, okay, of, of our uh, intellectual property. That's not something that they're thinking about, okay? And Fiverr set it up in a manner in which it's more of like an a la carte kind of thing. So uh, I don't have any problem with people building in, you know what I mean, their pricing, you know, to say like, you know, this includes commercial rights and everything. But I've never done that myself, all right? And I always, whenever I send an offer to someone, I include those unless otherwise stated, Okay. Um, and now I will admit, you know, when I was first starting out, I remember there was a lot of arguing with people about it because they didn't know. But that was also because I didn't understand what I was doing. Meaning, like, you know, a um, couple things. One, you know, if, if, you know, it's not a bad idea if you don't like to negotiate. I understand that, you know, and some people are big on no negotiation. And that's okay. That is, to- again, and by going back to the beginning of this, and I'll let you guys go. So the chat, you know me, I talk forever. But it is your business, so you decide whether you want to be ne- negotiate with people or not. But I found one of the biggest strong suits that I had uh, early on was my ability to compromise and to get the job. Because in the end, you want to get the job. Now, there's some, there's nothing wrong with saying no, but when you're first starting out... You know what I mean? Turning down one job after another. Now, of course, there's always outrageous things that you don't want. You want to turn down. But I'm I'm talking about in reason. Okay, you know, over five or ten bucks, is it really worth you not getting that review and that experience? Like again, people always ask me, should I accept this job? You know what I mean? And if it's not completely outrageous, all right, then I'm like, are you doing anything right now? And I'm I'm normally talking about new or upcoming people, right? Who are questioning what what they're you know what what should they do and what they should do. I'm like, are you do you have a job? Have you gotten a job? Is there a bunch of jobs in your queue? Are you you know on? Do you have jobs down the like? If you're not doing anything, why not take the job? Because they're going to give the job to someone else. Why not you? So I know there's a lot of different opinions about these things, but those have just been my opinions. You know, about, you know, the whole idea here is for you to bring in work. All right. And again, where you start right now is not where you end. All right. Where we're starting with our pricing right now is not where we're going. 
Um, so these are just some thoughts uh, about when you raise your prices, you know, how some of the price structure on Fiverr for me works at least, and what I've taught a lot of people. But again, in the end, any of these methods, it really again boils down to what do you like? What do you feel comfortable with? You know what I mean? And, you know, what is is best for you in your business? Only you can answer that. All right. So listen, thank you so much for listening to me ramble on about <laughs> pricing structure. But like I said in the beginning, I saw a lot of people in the Facebook group asking about it and everything. And I thought I would, you know, just put out a video uh, about pricing uh, and and see if I could help. So thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure you, again you check out that link to Vio's Journey Elite Academy, where you know we 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 of course we teach you about Fiverr, but we teach about all sorts of things and also direct marketing. I mean, I think that's a big part of what I've started to fall in love with because I realized over the years, um, you know, Fiverr is a great place to start. But remember, we're helping Fiverr build their business and they're paying us to help them, right? Well, that's cool because I like getting that money. But at the same time, I want to use that money to build my own business, right? On and, and on the back end. So, you know, we help you with that as well. So anyways, thank you guys so much. All right. And I will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.